there. Welcome to the Evan Hawk Podcast, your source for Star Wars news and all things Knights of the Old Republic. Spoiler alert for the Knights of the Old Republic series and the Star Wars films, TV shows, and all other media. This is where the fun begins. Coden, it's been a while. Are you ready to discuss the KOTOR article from Screen Rant? Uh, yeah. All right. What are your overall thoughts on this article? Well, we've seen, like, multiple variations of of rumors like this in the past. I think that, you know, I know that Jason, J- Jason Schreer is involved with some of these rumors and just looking at uh, just kind of like the the last year's trends and the upcoming announcements for some titles. Uh, I'd hesitate on calling this a remake is what this uh, this article is kind of cruising around what Jason Schur is um, kind of labeled the rumor of a KOTOR remake. But I don't, I'm not going to discount the idea of a, uh, a revisit to um, the KOTOR games. So, um, you know, I think, I think it's about time that something has, has kind of started to surface, but I am still kind of waiting. I'm personally waiting for something official from EA and Bioware. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of looked at, uh, rumors before like episode 14, there's been some rumors about a KOTOR three or a KOTOR remake. Basically, since like KOTOR 2 came out, there's been rumors of a KOTOR 3 and then the rumors of a KOTOR 3 that ended up being the Old Republic, SWOTOR. And since Disney bought Star Wars, there's always been rumors of a KOTOR remake. But yeah, just looking at this article, Star Wars KOTOR remake heavily teased by Insider after Aspire buyout by Jay Brody Shuri, it kind of seems that this rumor is kind of snowballing and seems more more likely. I mean, Shuri says that a remake or reinterpretation, a revisit to the Knights of the Old Republic era is being developed by Aspire Media. And as we've kind of discussed, like, Aspire Media has kind of covered the KOTOR 1 and KOTOR 2 ports to like mobile and they've been involved with that. It seems like with the Lucasfilm games brand being established and the EA and BioWare no longer having kind of the exclusive partnership that it seems like a lot more games are going to come out and I'm expecting a lot of Star Wars games to be announced and I've covered the Indiana Jones game from Bethesda, so I don't think that Bioware will be involved, but that's just me. I disagree a little bit. I'm thinking that best case scenario, 
for this KOTOR rumor is it's going, we're looking at a similar treatment to what Mass Effect is, uh, is getting here at the launch in May. I'm pretty confident that, that we're looking at a remaster and it's probably going to be in the form of being able to access both games on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, so I'm expecting a, you know, a 4K facelift, maybe a, um, you know, also a, a texture revisit and a, and a frame rate um, boost, naturally. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't expect anything new. I don't expect um, much changes in uh, like quality improvements of the game. I, I imagine the game is going to be the same, just uh, optimized for a, a more modern experience on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. So the reason why I think this is Star Wars Rogue Commander or whatever that game is called is uh is getting a PlayStation exclusive remaster. Uh I've already talked about Mass Effect. Um Final Fantasy or so Square Enix is bringing Final Fantasy 7 as a remaster alongside their their remake in a couple of years. Uh it's just kind of like what a lot of developers are doing to make a little bit of money with mm-hmm. uh kind of the financial um issues that we're still seeing here in 2021. I don't expect anything more than that. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, I would prefer just the same game being remastered, like you said, like kind of a facelift, like 4K and all that. Like a lot of games are getting the Nintendo Switch or ports to PS4 or PS5 treatment. And I would actually be fine with... a. Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, not not changing the story, but bringing it onto a new platform and then, like, either getting a movie or something new to bring it to another audience because I'm just kind of a little bit too busy personally to play video games, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like, a lot of games are, are being kind of transferred to sony and nintendo consoles like the ones we grew up with or uh from earlier so that's cool you know i'm i'm not adverse to anything you know yeah i'd i'd like you know i'd probably call it now that this uh this product of the kotor uh remaster uh is what i'm pretty confident it's going to be uh for for our you know, our viewers and fans of KOTOR that uh, have been like eyeing down the game, but maybe just kind of see this as like the game is just a bit too old. I think this is a this would be the appropriate time to jump in if uh, if you're not really looking at doing the mobile experience either, which is my preferred method to play these at this point. I think that um, similar to Mass Effect, uh, for people that have that like own these games already and have like tenure playing through these uh a lot of a lot of the improvements that like i'm expecting for kotor are already available through uh like the the pc community um the the community modding yeah and uh i think that the only the only major difference that this is going to bring is the the frame rate um 
update, so bringing it to a more modern uh, frame rate. But for those of us that have played this game a lot, I don't believe that it's going to be worth the amount of money that EA is going to charge for this, which I'm expecting to be $70 on the PlayStation 5. Oh, I guess I'm not even going to really purchase a PS5 at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that, like, for those of us that have played this game Mm -hmm. uh, a lot or, you know, have have access to this game, maybe both mobile or um, other console means, that uh, I I don't believe that it's going to bring enough improvements to rebuy this thing. But... Yeah. For those that are looking at this for the first time, this would be a great time to jump in. Yeah, I would be fine with like a discounted price, but 70 or $60 I think would be asking too much personally. And this is from someone who, you know, like loves KOTOR, you know, like does a KOTOR podcast. But um, Especially when you can get a 1080p version of this game mm-hmm. on your iPad for 10 bucks. Yeah. And I don't know, there was that uh Kotor Aperion fan remaster that was canceled. I keep on trying to track them down to like talk with them. I can't quite really find them, but what they were doing was just kind of like uh using the Unreal Engine to kind of like update the graphics but kind of uh using just the same story, uh, the same characters, and everything was the same. It was just uh, kind of the visuals were updated, and they had some really cool characters, like the character designs for uh, Bastila, T3M4, Darth Malak, the environments. Seeing Terrace was really cool, and Dantooine was beautiful, and I'm kind of sad it was canceled, and I don't know if we kind of just like, I don't know, kind of have to pay more for like maybe not as high a quality of an interpretation. That might be a bit of a bummer. With rumors like these, like um, I appreciate the more official announcement Um, because even then um, developers, well, publishers too can mix up the uh, the phrasing of remake versus remaster and Jason Schreer like is known to kind of set an expectation too high with the things that he reports on. Yeah. And so like this doesn't tell me much other than we're going to see a, you know, KOTOR 1, maybe KOTOR 2 is a package deal for the now current generation of media. Yeah. I mean, typically Sometimes I think entertainment journalists and perhaps like journalists in general, sometimes you want the catchy headline to be able to like kind of entice people to to read what you wrote. And sometimes if it's like, yes, there's a remaster coming, you know, like it'll be uh, like a a port, you know, like nothing new, like you kind of want to make it a little bit more enticing for people to read and Perhaps that could have been what happened, but who knows? But I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. Like we're, I guess when this episode is released, it will be March, and uh, we have 
the rest of the year, spring, summer, fall, winter to, to learn more information and see if this rumor is going anywhere. But would you prefer a KOTOR 3 or a remake? And by when I say remake, I say like it's kind of like from the ground up. Or would you prefer kind of just a, a remaster? Honestly, I'd want a probably a, just a new experience overall uh because i i think the the style of game that kotor is made of makes a great memory and the nostalgia helps like go back to it when i want to um playing more modern titles like dark souls or like uh jedi fallen order where there it's more of just an action combat it's a more modern experience for gaming i'd i'd like to see something completely new um but uh, if it takes place in the world of kotor i mean that would be ideal yeah i think it's a little bit too late for a kotor 3 i think after all this time You'd have to reintroduce it to audiences and they'd be like, wait, what? There was KOTOR 1 and 2, you know, but that which could confuse people. But I think what I'd be after, it would be like the movie's equivalent to like a reboot. Uh, so like if if they were to like make a game, maybe they even called it Night Sealed Republic. And it it offered a lot of the same like a lot of the same feeling that you got from KOTOR, the same style of game where you're where it's an RPG and you're you're kind of having to balance decisions. Uh but it's you know it's a modern game, it's a it's a modern experience. Uh it's you know you're you're not doing what you were doing before. You're you're playing a whole new game but it, it has a enough elements of KOTOR in this example to still call it a KOTOR game. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to a remake. I guess it depends how it, it how it would go. I think I w- a remaster would be cool. I, I kind of would like to keep the story basically the same because I think like KOTOR just has such a rich story with like excellent characters. But I mean, looking back to the pilot, we were discussing Leia Calogridis's like it was a BuzzFeed article and Leia Calogridis it was rumored that she was writing a script to like the first the first like movie in a Kotor trilogy. I don't know, like I've played the games, I love the games. I I kind of feel like after all this time I would rather kind of introduce Kotor to a wider audience rather than just a video game audience and kind of share the story with as many people as possible. So I would just say like, do it, do a KOTOR trilogy. And I think it's a, it's a great story and you could really not reinterpret, but kind of revitalize what Star Wars is like designing the sounds, costumes and, just kind of the overall feel of the older public era and just kind of give Star Wars some a great story and uh, some 
new life, you know, like a new trilogy. Like, I mean, I, I love movies or, I mean, it could be a show. I mean, I'd prefer movies, but I just feel like the game, the game scene is kind of, I don't know, played out. I'd rather see something new, but would you prefer like a movie Disney plus show or, or a game if like it was going to be the old Republic era? Uh, I think that's pretty tricky. I think I think Disney has the resources where I think my 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 preference would be to uh, provide a outlet for the different types of media. Like I think what Kotor um, could use more of is more like literary support. Uh, so like a like a good novel. Um, you know whether you know probably covering some some other aspects of Kotor because there are. Um, there, there is Kotor novels out there, but uh, you know, I'd like to, uh, especially if we're gonna look at more of a reboot uh, instance where we're gonna tell a new story in the world of Kotor, um, and maybe in the same style of Kotor. But, uh, but I think that some of the some of the media that I've enjoyed recently, you know, I, I could play the game. Uh, maybe there's a uh, there's a film that kind of goes along with it, and a, and like a book or a, a visual novel, something that also co- goes along with it. And they're not telling the same story; they're just kind of telling different aspects to tell a, a more broad story. Uh, but they they leverage the advantages that the different forms offer to uh, to kind of um, build the world around what you're what you've already kind of experienced. I think. Yeah, I guess on the literary side, there has been the High Republic. They've released uh, Charles Soule's The Light of the Jedi and Claudia Gray's Into the Dark, and they've been selling well, and the comics have been selling well. So I guess um, it is kind of like introducing a new story, new characters, a new era, a new look. So that's been pretty fun. And there have been KOTOR novels I mean, the Revan novel, like, one day we're going to cover that and I will do all the pros and cons, you know. Uh, but there has been, um, by Drew Karpishin, the, is it the Darth Bane trilogy? Like, where it's like, the rule of two is established and he takes on the apprentice Darth Xana. I think that would be uh, ripe for... A Disney Plus show, or or at least a reference in something, but but yeah, uh, I think the the literary scene is is heating up, and they're being more intentional with it. And what I've enjoyed about the High Republic is there's actually a lot of references to the Knights of the Old Republic era. So I kind of feel like they are building a bridge backwards in the timeline for more periods to be explored in the future. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to to get back to looking at the High Republic novels because I know that I had kind of opted to wait because I wasn't very happy about the kind of the, the publisher premium that was kind of slapped on them. Once I get some time freed up, that's still kind of on that burner of I, I'll look into these once kind of the prices come down. Um, but I think that's just the Problem overall with today's market, but 
there there's some kind of interesting things popping up in the Star Wars world. I mean, we got um we got Ian McGregor being a bit more vocal uh, about his uh, preparation of um, being Obi Wan, which is kind of fun. Yeah, but, he got um, buff. So <laughs> that and the, there's a funny uh, FaceTime meme that someone shared on Instagram that was hilarious. Um, but I I think. I think other than that, uh, I am actually looking forward to a uh, Republic Commando. That's something that I'm definitely planning on visiting once that is, uh, um, once that's remastered. They're releasing that for the PlayStation Four, and I've never played this game, but because it's, it, it you know it just was a bit old for me to try out. But I'm actually pretty excited to take a look at this now that it's being kind of updated. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good game that follows a clone commando squad kind of inspired huh? by doom and a little halo. bit of halo too yeah so it does look like a, a fun game and it actually shares a kotor voice actor Raphael sivarge i sometimes i for i i don't really know how to pronounce his last name so it's like i'm just gonna say Raphael sivarge so so he voices a, a clone in republic commando so it's pretty fun yeah and they have a switch game coming out but i mean all they did was they showed a title and a bunch of like characters on pedestals so they had no info about it other than they said that they're making one uh yeah. i i guess we'll see what that is but i i uh don't you know it's probably just going to be a really simple star wars thing but yeah i think i think the character is it gregor I, the one with the kind of like all the writing on his mask, but um, I think he was referenced in the Clone Wars, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. So yeah, yeah I don't know this uh, this Switch game. I mean, it, it for all we know, it could be like a Super Smash Bros, but it's it's uh, Star Wars. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the advertisement that they brought on it. But could I easily be something like that. But a Super Smash Bros. Like with Star Wars characters, I think that would actually be very popular though. Like you could do mm -hmm. all the prequel characters, original trilogy, expanded universe, maybe, and uh, sequels, and like everyone could just be their favorite character. Like, I I don't know. I like I feel like kind of reminded me of like the Wii's version of Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Oh uh, yeah, where you could do like the PvP. You could even be and, like Mara uh, Jade. And then the first iteration. What was that? You could even be Mara Jade, like with the purple saber. Yeah. There was also the first attempt that they did this with uh, was in the Revenge of the Sith game. You could do uh, some two-player PvP. Oh, uh, that brings so back I memories. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, if like two characters were the same character, like they would have like different outfits. It it was it was cool. Uh. That was that was actually a pretty good game, you know. Like sometimes I don't really like where it's kind of like you just like kind of go along where like a predetermined path. But I think the emphasis on the Star Wars Revenge of the Sith game was more on the lightsaber combat and combos. So and just yeah, kind of the lightsaber duels. Yeah, it was just kind of like an early attempt to make like a more interesting, like combat oriented like storytelling game and uh i think uh you know the force unleashed wouldn't have been near as fun as it was without uh revenge of the sith 
Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, there were a lot of games that, a lot of Star Wars games that I grew up with, and I kind of think we're going to get back to that kind of era just with uh, Lucasfilm games, and I feel like there's a lot of things in the works, and I think it, it'll be a good time to get more games out in the wild. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Well, welcome back, everybody. Um, so uh, before we uh, close up, I just want to make a quick announcement. For those who have been uh, following pretty close, uh, you notice I've been kind of off the scenes for a little bit. Um, but we've we've kind of come to the conclusion that uh, we're decided to part ways, um, Cassie and I, and kind of go different directions. And uh, I've, I don't plan on going anywhere too far. Uh, you can still follow me on... Uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, through just my regular handles, uh, as well as follow me th on Twitch. I do plan on changing when I'm live on Twitch. So uh, for a lot of my uh, like upcoming things, uh, I'd like you to you know just keep keep an eye out on announcements there. Uh, I do. I am um, constructing a new uh, a new podcast uh, with uh, some other colleagues of mine. What we're doing is. We wanted to make a outlet uh, kind of encompassing kind of what what we're interested in overall, uh, whether, you know, whether it's our interest in uh, like video games, what, you know, the types of games that we're interested in, the movies, um, books we're reading. Um, I, I tend to spend a lot of time on like tech news. Um, and so uh, what what I'd like to just announce real quick is like if um like if you if you still want to follow along for star wars content um and uh, kind of get my opinion i'm not going to be a stranger on um on sharing and following some things on uh, star wars news um these things that i'm primarily um still interested in whether it's the mandalorian uh star wars games i know we got like star wars battlefront 3 upcoming which is in kind of rumor mode like kotor uh, so, uh, but what our main, what the main goal that I'm discussing with a new team is that, uh, we, we just kind of all felt like 2020 was just like a kind of a bummer focus. And we wanted to, we wanted to just provide a new outlet where, uh, we're, we want to discuss the, uh, kind of the, the things that keep us busy and keep us entertained. And we want to take you all along for the ride. So uh, again, uh, if uh, just uh, keep an eye on uh, Twitter and Instagram, these are primarily where my announcements are going to be uh, for what the show is going to be called and when we're going to be airing it. We do plan on airing live and recorded. So those that like to interact with each other and with us in a live format, uh, we're going to have that available. And then a recorded format for those that can't make it live will have that available for uh, for just regular podcast listening. So I do want to take a time to uh, thank everybody who's helped Cassie and I kind of like get started with what we what we love to do, and uh, and you know keep 
you know, keep on with uh, with this show as Cassie moves on with her direction. Um, but I do look forward to still seeing some of you guys through um, kind of the new outlet that I'm constructing here in the future. Yeah, I I just wanted to say uh, thank you so much uh, for all your help and uh, for your friendship over the years. And it's been it's been fun. We we did the Ebon Hawk podcast together for more than a year and it was really fun and uh it was really cool to hear your takes on star wars and knights of the old republic and i can't wait to see what you create with your team and more star wars like uh more podcasts and uh people who cover things it's it's great and it's great for the community and it just keeps everything uh vibrant and positive and uh I can't wait to see what you create and you've really helped me learn a lot about podcasting Star Wars technology and all that and I, I'll definitely uh promote your page when you launch it and uh yeah I just wanted to say thank you for everything Coden yeah absolutely um so um before we before we wrap up just want to cover um just my my handles for one last time so that's just going to be um the twitch.tv forward slash code and bond to catch me live uh and then um, on twitter uh if you follow code and bond you'll find me there as well as instagram uh through searching for code and bond uh you'll find me that way as well um we we do plan on using um just different names so be aware of that um you'll you'll know me as daniel uh but that's uh that's just something to uh to adjust to but um but yeah i look forward to talking to you all then uh again uh we're looking at different all types of um things so if uh if you're interested in tech great uh star wars great marvel great uh got we got a couple gamer nerds coming in so they're uh they're gonna be talking all things video games and I, I like to read and I'm also writing. So you'll definitely be hearing a little bit about that too. So again, thanks to everybody. And I'll turn the rest of it over to Cassia. You can find the Ebon Hawk podcast on Instagram at Ebon Hawk podcast. The Ebon Hawk podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, as well as everywhere else that anchor podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out immensely. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Alistair Schurman at alistair.wixsite.com forward slash Alistair Sounds. Our transition music was composed by Christian Walker at christianwalkermusic.com. This has been the Ebon Hawk Podcast. May the Force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.